better than just okay. Join us as we navigate our 20s and what that means in terms of success and failure. to have you guys on this journey of self-exploration with us. To our followers at Pretty Broad, thank you so much for being there since day one and just being so patient during this entire transition. We are so excited to show you guys Living My Best and all of the amazing content for this year. For all of our newer listeners, this season uh, you're pretty much going to be following me and Madison as I finish up my master's pursue my PhD, and she interns at MailChimp and finishes up her bachelor's. We're going to be super transparent about all of our successes and our failures while giving you guys tips and tricks that we learn along the way. So we hope you enjoy our episode one. Welcome to episode one. <laughs> so each episode, we're going to start with a segment called Failures of the Week. And this is kind of just us leaving the past in the past and saying our worst fail of last week and how we're going to fix it. So I'll start us off, okay. Sydney, if that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. So last week, I was visiting my parents and kind of getting a feel of Atlanta because that's where I'm going to be living for the next semester. And I did not wash my face for five straight days. It was, it was gross. I, I felt so gross and I broke out and yeah. it just wasn't very like great. It didn't feel yeah. great. So. Well, it's like one thing if that's like part of your routine, skipping it is like, yeah, it make a difference. It wasn't fun. Yeah. Bullshit. What was yours? Mine was, it had to do, it has to do with keeping my word. It's like an integrity thing. I'm leaving behind like being shitty about my word in 2018 like that's Mm -hmm. not a thing in this new era of my life I have been saying forever that over winter break I'm gonna clean out the spare bedroom and finish up our closet and I've had so many days to do it and I keep not doing it and now I only have a couple days left but it's a new year so I'm gonna fix it it's gonna be fixed I believe in you (laughs) you still have like five days so yeah but I've literally had let's see about 21 days oh yeah. Wow. Yes. That makes me feel so bad about myself and what I've accomplished. <laughs> right? When break. you think like, oh, the break was 21 days. Whatever. It was my we 21 form- days of rest We could have formed a habit. Yeah, that's true. All Dang. right. <laughs> but you know what? The whole point of, of looking segment. at failures. Yeah. The whole point of looking at a failure is to realize where you can grow from it. Um, and you're only insane if you keep messing up. So. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to start washing my face. I promise. Consistently. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Clean out your closet. Use that. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So success without opportunity. What I does f- that mean? Yeah, I feel like that sounds like paradoxical. Like su- success only comes... With opportunity. But how do you create success when there is no opportunity? Because honestly, for most people, opportunity isn't 
like in your face 24 seven. Like it might be around the corner. Like it Mm -hmm. might be, it might be somewhere near and you've got to seek it out, but you don't like wake up with an inbox full of emails, like asking, giving you jobs. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. And anyone who tells you otherwise, I mean, there, there are some of those people, but for most of us, it's not like that. Oh, no way. And I think a lot of it is like, where do you even start to start getting these amazing opportunities? Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people feel really like stuck and think that they have to like keep waiting for something to happen, Mm -hmm. but there's so much you can get done by doing it yourself. Yeah. And I think a major question that we always get is how do you get an internship, for example, and get this like really incredible opportunity, but have nothing on your resume? Yeah. And where do you get the skills to do it? Because it's not always credible if you're just like, yeah, I've learned Photoshop. It's like, yeah, you and like hundreds of thousands of other people. Yeah, but they <laughs> want like professional experience, yeah. which is really hard to get if you don't have an opportunity sitting in front of you. Yeah. So how do you do it? Well, we've come up with three, um, three ways, three strategies, three things you can do in order to push yourself in that direction. Yeah. Just kind of three concepts to get in your life. Just mull over. Yeah. You know, over a cup of tea. Exactly. Or coffee. Or water. So to get the most obvious out of the way, let's talk about planning. Yeah. Planning is huge. Um, Everyone needs a planner, even if you don't consistently use it. Yes. And just a little FYI, Urban Outfitters sells one without dates and you can fill in the date yourself. Yeah. And then you can use that planner for literally years because you don't have to constantly buy a new planner if you're like me and need it to match the dates up. Yeah. Or if you're on a budget and could literally care less about having your planner look a certain way, literally just get yourself a notebook and write down the date and mm-hmm. make bullets, like make Even categories. A legal pad. Yeah, like to do, to pay, to complete, to finish, and fill it in. Like, yeah. I literally do that in my planner. I just like my bull skin. Like, yes. that's it. <laughs> and beyond just planning your week and your day, you can really plan out your career in yeah. terms of intentional lurking on LinkedIn, where you're really looking at each person's profile and matching it up with your qualifications for a job you want in the future. So if I want to do something like media planning, I can go on people's media, like you just type in media planner on LinkedIn and it mm-hmm. shows you all of the people in your area with that job title. And you can even filter the results. So it's like people who are a second connection away from you and see what they did to create that career for themselves. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because at at least for doctoral applications, it's literally the same thing. Like I go onto the school's uh, English department website. I check out who's currently in the program. Most of them have their CV up. I look at their CV. I see how Mm -hmm. they did their CV, what kind of conferences they did, you know, what sort of things they're displaying on their CV. It's like if you're not doing that sort of thing based on where you want to be, then you're like putting yourself as a, at a at a disadvantage because people are literally putting the roadmap out there for you. You just exactly. got to figure it out. Well, and there are so many templates too to use now, like um, Nova Resume, yeah, um, which Mark Cuban just retweeted. Yeah, he was like, I, mean, I love this, and I was like, <laughs> it really <laughs> creates that. a clean resume, and yeah. that's also very important because if you're just making a simple word document, like yeah, that will get the job done. But if you're really going after these big internships, mm-hmm. you need to stand out. And yeah, if you're going to do something like in, in the corporate world, 
For sure. Unfortunately, or even if you're trying to get in into academia, like, you have to like have a bland ass resume. Yeah, but <laughs> what matters on there is content, yeah. and phrasing of the content. Yeah. So also another thing you can use LinkedIn for is um you can actually look at job postings from the employers and see what they want in a candidate and start gaining those skills now. So a lot of advertising um, jobs will ask for you to be knowledge in certain programs and you're not going to learn those in school like you're just not going to learn everything in your program in your bachelor's degree that's not going to happen so I mean a big reason I got the MailChimp internship was because I learned MailChimp and I knew MailChimp and I've used it and you I didn't learn that in school so it's kind of tailoring your resume to the jobs you want based off of people you've seen who have done a similar job or a job application or a job posting Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and I think part of that, part of like, part of your intuition and knowing that that's how you should be going about it is understanding that like your education is a tool. It's not like a ticket to the job you want. It's like a tool and that it's not the only tool that you're going to need to have on your resume in order to get to where you want to be. And I feel like a lot of people know that, but in this day and age, your education is merely just a check on the box. Yeah. And to stand out, it you're not going to stand out based on your education. It doesn't matter how many clubs you're in. Like, that does not matter. You need to know how to learn Photoshop and you need to know how to use Salesforce if you really want to, like, yeah. get these jobs. Number two, micro-accomplishments. So what are micro-accomplishments? This is when you're sitting around and you're like, nothing is happening in my life. I don't know anyone. I really just need to like start my shit and get my life together. Yeah, like when you wake up and you're like in bed and like you can't get out because you feel like paralyzed by the fact that like you don't have anything to do. Yeah, exactly. That That feeling. It's kind of like there are no opportunities, so create your opportunities. And I can't tell you how many times that opportunities I've created for myself have actually helped me in getting an actual job. Um, For instance, Pretty Broad has helped me get almost every job I've ever had. And this is something that I simply created with Sydney, Mm -hmm. just sitting around, throwing around ideas. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We literally sat in her office and, like, cut out magazine pictures and glued them on a piece of paper and then scanned them for like our website when yeah. it was like literally like a baby exactly. idea in our head. It was and, so fun. And we grew it on Instagram and we grew it like a, internationally. We've had contributors yeah. and we spoke at a conference. Like we accomplished a lot doing that project. And I think um, something employers love seeing, even if you're creating these opportunities yourself, is that you're constantly moving. So, I mean, I started an LLC with Sydney as well as a founding member And, you know, that was like a book business where I was publishing books and using it as a subscription service. I mean, with Pretty Broad, I did that myself. We started Mm -hmm. all of our own podcasts. So it's like you have to constantly be pushing out content. And I think what's interesting is we live in this world today where people are so obsessed with creating content online and creating this personal persona through their Instagram. Mm -hmm. But you don't see many people posting about their internships or like Mm -hmm. their job opportunities. So I wonder like how in the future that could change, you know? Yeah, especially as far as, yeah, especially as far as like micro accomplishments because I feel like we both had personal social medias and I know a lot of people have realized that they can use social media as a business, but they haven't realized because I I feel like people will use it as a business thinking they can get like famous, but I don't think, 
I and think, that was never the goal. For no, us I think too. yeah, we wanted to like disseminate our content and information and uh, like put a message out there. And I really yeah. think I think people in their in their spare time and in their personal lives, most people like have passions. And I think that using those passions to create side projects and create these micro accomplishments, which mm-hmm. then build into uh, bigger deals, like when you get a certain type of internship because of that accomplishment. And honestly, like when we did Pretty Broad, like we were really dedicated to it and it and it, it took time for us to do, but it didn't seem as like large scale as it is yeah. to us now because we didn't realize how many doors it would open for us. I guess that's what, yeah. we, what we mean by like a micro accomplishment that creates exactly. opportunity. Because you're going to really think when you're doing it like, oh, this is nothing you could even be kind of embarrassed to promote it on your personal pages (laughs) because it's kind of like, ugh, like I don't want to be that person who Mm -hmm. thinks they're going to be Instagram famous. But honestly, that should not be your goal. Mm -hmm. If anything, you should create projects so that you can put on your resume that you worked with a specific tool. And that's Mm -hmm. all Pretty Broad was. Like we really were interested in creating content and web design and having our writing published. And it's really hard to get your foot in the door sometimes. And so if the door isn't there, you have to create it. Yeah. And you have to, like, knock into it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, number three, last but not least, productive self-love. Why don't we talk about what self-love is not? Yeah, so we have productive self-love and then destructive self-love. Ooh, I like the way you put that. Yeah, and sometimes I think they are super easily confused. Oh, yeah. and Because you want to confuse them. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a way to justify bad behavior sometimes. Yeah. It's like, this is self-love, when in reality, it's the opposite. So yeah. I think if you want to talk about what you think destructive self-love is, Sydney. So you're asking me because I do it a lot, right? <laughs> no. Are you okay. kidding? No. So, um, for instance, binging a show on Netflix If you've had like a really busy month or really busy semester and it's a break and you're going to catch up on those shows, like that's wonderful. Like that's nourishing those urges you have to like binge on like holiday rom-coms. Like that is totally fine. And sometimes when you have like nothing that you're putting off and you're just having like a relaxing day, that can really like heighten your like self-being. Yeah. Yeah. It's like soothing. Yeah. You're just like indulging in a part of yourself that you can't always engage with when you're trying to be productive and that's fine what's not okay is engaging in that kind of behavior on a weekly basis when you have shit to do um and it's super easy to say that i'm gonna do three face masks and then like scrub my face and then watch um, finish this season of marvelous miss Maisel because i love myself (laughs) yeah even though like on a tuesday night even though you have a 20 page paper or because you have a huge project or even because you have to be up at 5 a.m. for work. Like, that's not productive. I mean, self-love. even if your room is just like disorganized, or I don't know, there are so many things you could be doing with your time. And yeah. I'm not hating on anyone by relaxing, because, like, trust me, we all do it. But at the same time, this can be kind of like a downward spiral. And there's a productive way to do it. And I think the productive way involves like setting boundaries for yourself and being super intentional, intentional about what you're doing. Yeah. So I think like, an intentional way that you can show yourself love is like skincare routines, which I think a lot of people hate on it. But at the same time, it's like you're taking an hour of your night to like feel better and to put an end to your day. Yeah. Or like having, like having a morning routine or like a sleep routine, like doing something 
super specifically, like you always journal at this time, you wake up at this time, like you respect that you're going to go to bed at 11, which Mm -hmm. means you're going to turn off your TV every night at 9.30. Like that's productive self-love because when you're first doing it, you're going to be like, shit, like I just want to stay up and finish this. But over time, you're going to realize like how nourishing it is for your soul. Um, And I think at the same time, it's like, of course, self-love is great, but like What's more important is self-respect. Yes. And I think sometimes that gets lost in translation when we're talking about self-love because, like, of course, like, love yourself. Like, eat the french fries if you want them. Or, like, (laughs) I don't know what people say, but, like, if you're not growing yourself or making yourself better in some way, how is that actually love? Because in that point, you're kind of doing something toxic. Well, like, we all want – we want, you know, simple and quick gratification – but, like, what do people typically do with their children? Like, they have routines for them. They yeah. deny them, you know, 90% of things so that they can appreciate the 10% so they, they can focus on things that are really going to grow them. And we get to a certain point where we're not with our parents anymore and they're not telling us what to do when we're on our own and we have our own lives and our own jobs and our own schedules and our own routines. And we forget that, like, we need to set those boundaries for ourselves so that we continue to grow and so that we don't yeah. become stagnate. Well, and with intentional self-love and planning – you're going to start creating micro accomplishments for yourself. Yeah. It's inevitable because you're going to be in this mindset of like, I want to grow myself as a person. And that's really important. And I think we kind of get into this like void of being like, well, you know, I'm in my early 20s. So it's okay if I go out drinking six times in one week. Like, no, (laughs) it's, it's not okay. That's not productive. And it's kind of time, I think, everyone's going to do it. You know, everyone's going to have that week where they're going to go out every single night and like go crazy or they're just going to be sitting around bored and they're going to see a book and they know they can read it, but they're going to choose to do something unproductive anyways. And I think that's just like human, like that's just humanity. Well, yeah. And I think because we're tempted, we're tempted by a lot of things. Like we're tempted by our phone. We're tempted by the TV. We're tempted by coffee shops. Like we're, we're, we're tempted by Uber Eats. (laughs) A lot of it is just like making the conscious choice to be like, I'm going to be more productive. Yeah. I'm going, like, I'm not going to watch TV. Yeah, I had to do it the other day. I needed to finish uh, writing up some some material for my applications, and I literally had to be like, I'm not turning on the damn TV today. Like, yeah. it's not coming on. And it didn't, and I had a great day. Well, it's also, like, I mean, everyone talks about, like, FOMO and stuff, but, like, I feel like a lot of it's seeing a bunch of people going out and being like, oh, I really shouldn't. Like, I'm really not in the mood to do this, and I could easily do something else. Yeah. Like, I think people have such a fear of being alone and not being, like, part of the crowd that they're starting to not be productive. Yeah. And honestly, people, like, when you talk about successful people on social media um, who have worthy things to post, like, 90% of their time is spent doing the productive work so that they can post those pictures of all their glorious things that show how amazing their life is. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, the other 95% of the population is busy trying to recreate those pictures all the time. And, like, that's not how it works. Yeah. And so I think, like, the point we're getting at is kind of just, like, yeah, self-love is super important, but more so self-respect is important. Yeah. And when you can merge the two, that's when you're going to be the most successful. When you're loving that you're respecting yourself, that's when you're really going to thrive and do great things. Yeah.
golden rule. Uh, we're going to do uh, a golden rule every week and just give you something to think about, something to mull over, something to consider uh, throughout your week um, that will hopefully help you live your best life. So, Maddie, what is this week's golden rule? So, the golden rule for this week is something that I've definitely been thinking a lot about before starting my internship or going back to school even, is just kind of you belong where you want to be. Mm. And this is important because everyone gets that imposter syndrome where you think, why am I here? How did I get here? I mean, I'm looking at the people who are interning alongside me and I'm like, Ugh, they're smarter than I am. But I, I want to be there. I think I deserve to be there. I know I deserve to be there. And that's the yeah, rule. Yeah, you do. It's because the rule. You, yeah. That's the rule of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So you belong where you want to be. And yeah. if you want to be there, then you belong. Thanks for checking out episode one. Stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram, livin.my.best. Someone took our username, so so, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guten Tag.